Welcome back to another episode of Adult Harder. This is a show where we talk about like adulting, but you know, doing it better. I like when it's better. It's better, better. You know what I? You know what I always say? Hmm. Better is better. Yeah, yeah. It's better as an adult. That's I sometimes. That's what I heard. Okay, I'm not sure what that means. I'm Clayton Smith. Hey, I'm Ryan Smith. We are related. Nope, just kidding. We're not. Shoot, we still don't. not. No, not a, not a chance. Okay, guess what, Ryan? Uh, yes, Clayton. Today is going to be a pretty great episode. Oh boy! Well, we'll see. Go ahead. Well, I love your enthusiasm, and hit me. Here's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about how to throw a swanky ass cocktail party. You know, there are a number of things that I really appreciate mm-hmm. in life. Sure. One is good cocktail. Okay. Two. Yeah. That's about it, actually. More, co- your, more about, co- you know, more cocktails. What about your cat Benny? Well, I like Benny. Benny's a good guy. He's number two. He's number two. Yeah, probably three actually. It goes cocktails, two cocktails, three Benny, four cocktails, four cocktails. Yeah, I like go it. Back. Well, this is going to be a great episode for you then because <laughs> we're going to talk about how to throw a swanky ass cocktail party, and today we're also going to have a pretty special guest on. When you say special, mm-hmm. how special? Quite special. Hmm. I would say on a scale of one to blue. This guest is a shellfish. Wow. Yeah. That is pretty high up the level. Quite impressive. It's great. Well, so. I can't wait to learn about who this is and what they have to offer. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> stay tuned for our shellfish guest. Woo! Percy Rodriguez. Oh. Who is beverage director at a very swanky cocktail bar in New York. Who's gonna tell us uh, a little bit about how to make some good cocktails? I am excited about that because there's one thing that I like. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh, wait, is it oh, Benny? Oh, is wait, it we, oh, wait, do you already do this? <laughs> ah, never mind. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's say some ground rules first here. I want to, or let's. Uh, as an adult, yeah, it's important to throw a good, respectable cocktail party. Sure. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely. Agree or disagree? I would say that the days of the uh, that the days of the kegger and the uh, the house party with a bunch of idiots running around puking everywhere mm-hmm. uh, at this point. They're in the past. Time to move on. You know what? M- we most, all appreciated for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> we all appreciated them. Yeah. They gave us a lot of good stories. Oh, yeah. They gave us some memories that we don't remember. Mm-hmm. And that was great for that. Yeah. But now it's time to be an adult. And adults don't throw keggers unless they're doing it very ironically. <laughs> right. Right. It's and a theme party. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the theme is my broken soul. Ooh, yeah. 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 But now as an adult, we're going to throw a cocktail party. So um, there are some very distinct differences. You may think, oh, I already know how to throw a party with drinks because I've been to college. I know how shit works. That's right. But there's a very, there's a lot of very big differences between um, a college-style alcohol party and a grown-up, swanky-ass cocktail party. So you, would, you mean to tell me that when I go and I buy a bottle of sort of mid-grade whiskey and mid-grade vodka mm-hmm. and maybe mid-grade tequila or rum mm-hmm, and sure. throw out some mixers that it's this is it's beyond that this is more than we're, we're talking about more way than beyond that. that all right so you think that way oh, beyond I, oh, I oh was, my lord in my youth in the folly of youth mm. i used to make let's say margaritas with you know <laughs> terrible tequila and sweet and sour mix Ooh, yeah right yeah Store-bought margarita Store-bought mix. Store-bought margarita mix. Ooh, man. Guess what? Mm. It's not really a margarita. That's true. That's not a great cocktail. That's true. And if you are making that at your adult cocktail parties, you need to get the fuck out. That's right. You are not an adult. Yeah. Making us all embarrassed. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm your good. Your voice is gone. You're so upset about the idea of terrible just, margaritas. Just, I just, I, <clears throat> as someone who uh, fancies himself a, a uh, margarita connoisseur, I suppose, um, when you start talking about sweet and sour or uh, triple sec 
or uh, pre-made margarita mix, uh, I get a little, <clears throat> I get a little choked up. You're a little, you're a little yeah. reclamped right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be, you know, this is a great lead-in. Why don't you tell us? So we all know how to make the the crummy, terrible, awful, not adult, not swanky ass version of a te- yeah. margarita, right? It's going to yeah. be a tequila of some sort. <clears throat> I fucking hope. Sure. Um, and also, you know, sour mix, a triple sec, whatever. So yeah. what? Um, that's amateur hour. Oh God, yes. Okay. Yeah. What? How does an adult make a margarita, Ryan? <clears throat> uh, well, first of all, a margarita should be made with fresh lime juice. Um, now, if you're in a, oh, you mean the lime juice that comes out of that plastic lime? <laughs> <laughs> that I unscrew the cap and then I dump it in? Uh, no, absolutely not. Mm. Uh, you're going to want to get yourself some actual honest-to-goodness limes. You're going to head over to the produce section of your local grocery store. Get yourself some real limes. You're also going to need some sort of a squeezing device, some sort of a lime How about squeezer. My hands? You could use your hands my if hand you wanted to. Things. If you wanted to really get all the juice possible, though, some sort of a, a, an actual squeezing device, some sort of squeezer. Um, they come in different colors. Sometimes you can find one that looks like a lime. It's green. That's fun. Or Very yellow fun. if you want to use lemon for some other drink that's not a margarita. Anyway, um, you're going to want that. That's 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 number one. Uh, two, some sort of a decent tequila. No, it's a margarita. This does not need to be top shelf tequila. You're not drinking this. Not, you're not sipping I mean, it. It is a mixed cocktail drink. Right? Absolutely, it's not, it something have to be decent. Forward, um, are we throwing out brand names here? Sure, or? let's oh, do it. Sure. We uh, need sponsors. Go right. ahead. I like uh, El Milagro. I like uh, El Himador. Um, uh, those are kind of my my go to. Um, I think for the most part. What about? Uh, let me ask you a question. What about? What about my friend Jose Cuervo? Ooh, I would. You know, <clears throat> here we go again. Now, uh, I would stay away from that if you can. I think that's probably not your best choice of tequila. I mean, I think you know, if you're broke. <laughs> one, you probably shouldn't be throwing a cocktail party. Ooh, good uh, point. <laughs> but two, uh, you know, uh, that's about it. Um, so uh, you're gonna a decent tequila. You're going to want some sort of um, uh, fresh squeezed lime juice. Um, and then um, I like some sort of an orange liqueur, not a triple sec. Why not triple sec? Uh, triple sec is just boring. It's cheap. It doesn't have a really good flavor. You know what? After you open it and you leave it sit for a while, yeah. that uh, the cap gets very sugary. And it's hard to open. <laughs> yeah. Well, very annoying. In fairness, most of these orange liqueurs are also going to run into that problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your your Cointreau is probably going to run into into that kind of a problem as well, um, but not nearly as, as bad as that. Um, so some sort of an orange liqueur. Um, and then usually some agave nectar. Um, yeah, I mean you can use obviously your favorite sweetener, whatever it happens to be. Um, but agave syrup. nectar, you could use a simple syrup if you want it. Yeah, yeah, you could use I guess fresh Maple sugar. Syrup? If you want. No, that's a mistake. Okay, um, I go agave nectar. Um, you know, uh, I like to mix um, you know pretty equal parts tequila lime juice. Um, add an extra shot of that uh, you know nicer orange liqueur. Throw in a little bit of agave nectar, shake it up in a shaker, which is number, which is the kind of the, the ending point here. Is that it's got to be over ice. It needs to be on the rocks. Mm-hmm. You do not want it to be blended. Blended is amateur ass nonsense, friends. Sure is. Mm. So over ice, salt optional. I say salt always, but salt optional. Uh, and you know maybe throw in a little slice of lime in there too. All right. So yeah. see something even as you know what we would think of simple as a margarita. Yeah. There's a big difference between, you know, the margaritas that you've had at your parties in the past and the real swanky-ass margarita you should be making to impress your friends as a GD adult. Am I yeah. right? Oh, absolutely. We're talking about a uh, margarita that would take, uh, you know, two seconds to make as opposed to this, which is going to take you probably about four or five minutes um, if you are not, obviously, a professional. Obviously, when we talk to Percy, I'm sure it's I'm sure he's very, very quick and sure. very easy. Um, but for somebody like me, it's going to take a few minutes. Right. And I think, you know yeah. what, Percy's also going to give us, um, so that's a great, that's a great um, adult take on a, 
classic standard college cocktail. Yeah. Percy, I think, is going to give us uh, three more cocktails Ooh. that um, maybe you're a little less familiar with and that will impress the shit out of your friends. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I can't wait. All right. I assume maybe we'll post these uh, these recipes as well over on the Media Empire Media website. That's correct, Ryan. Mm. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Every week we have show notes at MediaEmpireMedia.com. You go and you find our podcast. You find this particular podcast, Adult Harder, and there will be show notes. And this week we are going to have in the show notes Percy's Recipes for the drinks he's going to discuss but let's not get ahead of ourselves before we get to that there's so much more to throwing a swanky ass cocktail party than just the cocktails tell me more all right we're gonna give you a step by step i think we've got like i don't know eight or nine steps here all right can you believe it's a lot of work if you're gonna throw a swanky ass cocktail party you gotta buckle down you gotta be ready i mean we just spent five minutes talking about how to make a margarita right and that was like just a portion of a step, it's I assume. A portion, I mean, yeah. I got a portion. Yeah, a portion of the actual <laughs> cocktail part. So there's a lot of work goes into this, and it's not for the faint of heart. But you know what? I think, I think, I think you can do it. All right. I think you want to be an adult. I think it's time to learn how to entertain like an adult. God damn it. Amen. All right. So ready for this? Ready. Here's how we throw a swanky s cocktail party. Hit me. Number one, get some friends. I'm out. Yep. Done. You know what? It was a good thought. It was a good. It was, it was, the show was a good idea, but this is nothing else we can do. It lasted one point two episodes. Look, it's hard. It's hard to get friends, you know, especially yeah. if uh, you don't have any friends from like when you were in college. It's true. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to meet friends as an adult. Yeah, where do you meet? Where do you meet friends? That's a that's, that's a whole other episode. You know what? Quite frankly. I think we're going to do an episode about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here, you know what? Just throw out a little piece of advice. If you don't have a lot of friends, here's Craig's what you can do. You could use Craigslist, misconnections maybe. <laughs> maybe your name's up there. Go search it out. Yeah. You know, else, you know what else you could do? No. Be nicer to people. Oh, that's a good one. Oh yeah, people like it when people are nice to other people. People also like to be invited to cocktail parties. Yep, that's so, a great way to make friends. If you don't have a friend, maybe <laughs> a don't be a dick, and b invite them to your cocktail party. People like drinking things. Mm-hmm. This is a great plan. Yeah. So want to get some friends? Got it. Now, not too many friends. Yeah. And if you have a lot of friends, you're going to be a little selective here. I'm guessing your apartment or your house or the alleyway where you sometimes sleep, mm. wherever you live, mm. is probably only going to you know comfortably hold a certain number of people. That's true. Make sure you don't jam pack your house, your apartment, whatever. Yeah. And that, again, that, that's also pretty important, too, if you want to talk about that for a second, because here's the thing. I'd love to talk about that because for a second. Because here's the thing. Um, you know, you want to one get the room to uh, a nice capacity, though, right? You don't want it to be jam packed. You don't want to be it to be overfilled to the point where people can't really move freely. So uncomfortable. However, and also very hot. Yes. However, you also don't want to only have so many people there. You know, so few people there that it that it seems like no one's there, right? Yeah. Where you've, you're, you're it's walking def- around delicate balance. Yeah, and and it's really tricky because you also have to make sure you're inviting the right number of people. Right, which is important um, because not everyone is actually going to show up. Right. If you want, say, 12 people at your cocktail party, if you yeah. only invite 12 people, you're, you're not going to have 12 no, people there. It's not That's just a fact of life. Yeah, you'll probably have six, maybe eight. Yeah. I mean, typically you're looking at about half. Yeah. So if you want 12 people, maybe invite like 18 to 22 people. Does that, that seem fair? No, I think that's probably a fair number. Yeah. yeah. Because then yeah. you can expect to probably so yeah, talk. Pad your numbers a little bit. Yeah. Which brings us, I think, to number two. So number one, Make some fucking friends, right? Number two, pick a date and time. And this sounds easy, but if you've ever actually tried to pick a date and a time for a party with lots of people, 
You know it's pretty hard because here's what usually happens. Ready? Let's. Uh, you want to do a little reenactment here, Ryan? Okay, ready. Hey, Ryan, I'm thinking of throwing a party next weekend. What do you think? Oh, that sounds pretty good. I could probably make it win. Cool. I think maybe like Saturday. Oh, Saturday. I'm not sure I can do Saturday. Oh, what if it's like early Saturday, like five? Oh, five could work. I would probably need to leave by like seven. Okay. Well, what about? Oh, maybe like Friday. Friday, Friday. Yeah. I gotta check. You know, I gotta check with the missus. Okay, okay, but I cool, think yeah. it's possible. But I don't want to commit just yet. Okay. Uh, well, are you free Sunday? Uh, I go to church on Sunday. Oh, what about Sunday night? Oh, I love to get drunk after church. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, this could work. Do you think Ooh. everyone wants to come over Sunday night? Obviously. Okay. <laughs> well, in this scenario, it worked out a lot more better. A lot more better. A lot more better. A lot more better than I thought it would. Woo! Um, it's hard. It's hard to no, it sucks. find a date that works for all people. So here's what. Here's the good news. When you're you know, kind of younger and a little less experienced, you want it to work for everybody, and you're very concerned usually about finagling your schedule and finding a time that works. Right. When you're throwing a swanky-ass adult cocktail party, good news, friends. You set the date. You set the time. Whoever can come can come. Whoever can't, they'll come to the next one. That's true. You know? And not to mention, you know, this is not your, again, your, it's not your typical whatever party, right? It's right. going above it's and beyond. It's not open the doors, anyone come, blah, yeah. blah, blah, do keg stands party. Exactly. So there, there's a certain level of, uh, uh, you know, there's, a, there's an exclusive level to this, right? It, it, it's Absolutely. like, oh my gosh, look at this. I have to go to this because it's it has, uh, they're having this cocktail and that cocktail, insert name of whatever Percy is uh, going to tell us about later sure. here. And, and, you know. People don't want to miss that. Right. And if Come they on. do, you don't take it personally because you're an adult and you understand that other adults have uh, obligations and responsibilities. That's right. You couldn't go to every single party thrown your way, probably. No. Unless, back to number one, you don't have many friends. <laughs> or which case, maybe you can. In which case, you're not even probably listening to this part of the podcast because you listen to number one and you said, I quit. Yep. Uh, so you pick the date, you pick the time, set it, and don't be offended if people can't come. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And if only two people show up, then you have a two people two-person cocktail party or you reschedule it you reschedule and you know what you can reschedule and that's fine you gotta be willing to do these kinds of things as an adult and if only you know two or four people do show up here's what you do ready because we talked about you know not making your place look so empty yeah here's an idea Mm. ready pick a small room in your place close the doors to everything else set up that room as the cocktail room yeah bring a little like bar cart or a little set up a bar on the table whatever keep it in that room suddenly you have one room four to six people it's a party. It's a cocktail you know party. You know, you know what I'm thinking? Bathroom. Could be the bathroom. Why Is it not? you and one other person? Go Don't to the know. bathroom. Hey. Close that door behind you. Small enough. Put yeah. the bar cart in the bathtub. Sure. Done. You know what? Put some bubbles in there. Get some atmosphere going. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's very nice. Mm. Okay. So number one, get some fucking friends. Two, pick a date and time. Don't be a baby. Just pick it. Go for it. Make it happen. Stand with it. Number three. This is going to seem obvious, but I want to throw it out there anyway because it's very important. Yes. Invite those friends, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> right. It's not enough just to have friends send invites to those friends. Now, Ryan, when you throw a swanky-ass cocktail party, yep, because um, I'm sure you've thrown many in your day, you're very swanky-ass. That's true. I have yep. a swanky-ass. What sort of... Uh, how do you like to invite your friends? I like to say... Uh, I like to send a carrier pigeon, mm-hmm. uh, a raven, if you will. Ooh, raven perhaps. is a classy mm, option. Yep. You, sir, have taste. A- and you hope to God it all works out. And quite frankly, if they don't get it, they probably weren't meant to show up. Probably not. Yeah. Hmm. Um, however, I guess there are other options available. I okay. don't know. I mean, uh, what do you think? There's uh, there's like a paperless post situation. Oh, I love paperless post. There's like an evite yeah, There's free options for yeah. these things. Right? You could, of course, get subscriptions to these guys or whatever it is that they charge and send extra fancy. You don't need to do that. You yeah. can. Sure. Feel free, right? Mm. But they all have free options, too. 
send a nice little uh, fun kind of quirky email invite yeah paperless post is great evite is fine yeah there's some other one i'm sure sure yeah. yeah you could if you wanted to do do a facebook event but that's yeah. a little i would also a make sure l- but it's l- fine amateur. however you know if all your friends are located in facebook it's not a bad idea but i would make sure to point out that that is a private facebook oh event, that's a good right? point because you do not <laughs> want a whole bunch of people drunk young girl college age folks sure showing up to your party sure. or high school Definitely folks that you want to keep tight control over who's coming to your party absolutely as part of that also might want to say when you invite these people obviously you're going to tell them where it is you're going to tell them when if there is a tire we'll talk about that soon mm. you'll note that here also let them know if it's free to bring a guest if they're free to bring a guest right or if you would rather they didn't sure. or if you would rather them bring just one other person right it's okay to say that yeah. this is your party you're an adult. These people are adults. They understand if you're putting the reins a little tight on this. Right. And not to and mention, again, we're not talking about a keg of beer here. We're talking about real cocktails, right, which come with a cost, by Absolutely. the way. This yeah. is not this is not some, you know, you know, $50 keg of beer. Right. This is this is this is expensive alcohol and it's not just expensive from a price. It's expensive from time. You have to it's time consuming to to do all of this. So Absolutely. Yeah. It's we're up not to even you. halfway through our list yet. No. So, so it's up to a lot you. Of work to do. All right. Number four. Ready for this? Ready. Buy some food. Buy mm. some goddamn food. Mm. You can't have a cocktail party if there's no food for several reasons. The big one being, of course, like you just said, this is not a kegger. This is real alcohol. Mm. Real alcohol has real alcohol content. And if you serve out cocktails and don't have food, you are asking for trouble on so many levels. You sure are. Now, you don't need to serve dinner. It's not a dinner party. No. It's a cocktail party. Right. You should have some more d'oeuvres. Sure. Some amuse-bouche, perhaps. Ooh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, doesn't have to be anything fancy. You know what? You know what I like to do? I like to go to Trader Joe's. Sure. And they have a great cheese selection. They do. Pretty reasonably priced. Yeah. They have some fun crackers. Yeah. Pretty cheap. Yep. You go and you make a cracker and cheese and maybe a little sausage. Yeah. Throw it on a little uh, big plate, big yeah. platter. Yeah. And you've spent, what, $12, $20 maybe, and you've got a nice little snack tray. Yeah. They also have a fantastic uh, frozen selection with a variety of little appetizers. Oh, yeah. That Throw are those cheaper. motherfuckers in the oven. If you've, if you've got the time to go yeah. put it, why not, right? It doesn't yeah. take very long. It's relatively inexpensive. Buy a few different things. Right. Now you've got a whole smorgasbord. And then you know what you say when people say, these are so good. Where did you get this? You say, I made it myself. You say, would you like the recipe? And they'll say, yes. You say, I'll send it later. And yep. then you never send it. Never send you it. don't have that recipe. Because you you're an adult these. and you don't have time to send recipes. You are working <laughs> a nine to five. <laughs> but have some food. Yes. And again, if you decide to have a theme for your cocktail party, that's very fun. This is a great opportunity for you to work that theme in, right? Into the menu. If you're going to have a Game of Thrones party, I have a friend who throws a Game of Thrones cocktail party. Really? Every time there's a new episode. Yeah. And uh, everyone brings a dish. And it's a little appetizer dish. It's not. It's not a dinner party. It's sure. a little amuse bouche. Yeah, a little snack. A little appetizer snack, snack, snack. But everything is, uh, you know, has a fun Game of Thrones reference nice. or a little pun involved. You know, Why have like I a, never been invited? You could to do this. like the uh, the the wall of cheese, Ooh, for yeah. example. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know what? I think I think they all should involve cheese. Yes. I think it's it's important. Yeah. Um, Dornish game hen, perhaps. Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Instead yeah. of Cornish yeah, game hen. I got you know it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So things like that. Yeah, I like it. Um, so have some fun with it, but you don't need to go crazy. Nice. Little yeah. snacks and things, and it could be a lot of fun. All right. Get some fucking friends. Pick a goddamn date. Invite those fucking friends. Buy some food. Next. Mm. This is exciting. I think you might have a lot to add to this. <laughs> I don't this? know about that. Make a motherfucking playlist. Uh, have some music. Music sets the mood. It's true. Am I wrong? No, it's absolutely I don't think I'm wrong. true. Now, I am not a music expert, I would say. But I think you are pretty solidly uh, in the music realm of life. 
Is that a thing? I, Is that sure, a thing that makes sense sure. to people? Okay. I mean, I, I don't know that I would go that far, but I appreciate it. It's very kind of you. Um, I think when you're when you're throwing a party, again, it all is going to come down to also, one, the theme, right? So it's going to depend. If it's a Game of Thrones theme, you're obviously not going to want to have hip-hop music blasting sure. at your cocktail party. Right. Um, the other thing that I would suggest is, um, you know, you have to also know your audience a little bit, right? Who are these people that are coming here? You're going to want to play something that is, one, not particularly offensive to the ears. Oh, that's a good point. Right? You know, what you may enjoy privately is maybe not what everyone else is going to enjoy sure. in, in a public setting. Um, so I think that you want to you want to pick something fairly neutral that people are going to be able to enjoy um, without it being overpowering or offensive or um, perhaps distracting from what you're supposed to be doing, which is one, drinking and two, I assume, interacting if Definitely. you're at a party. So. so these are some background melodies. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's so tempting to put songs that everyone knows and loves, like classic sing-along songs, because yeah. they are very fun, right? Yeah. Some Neil Diamond in there, some sure. Journey maybe. Oh, yeah, don't stop believing, man. You want to put those in there, but that's going to detract from the party. It because is. everyone's going to want to stop and sing that. So yeah. maybe something a little more, I don't, I don't know if obscure is the right word, but something less of a sing-along right, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah maybe some maybe some indie rock um you know you don't want necessarily um it to be something that people are very easily going to recognize um but you also don't want it to be so obscure that you're putting people to sleep if they're like what sure. is this this is boring right right so you, you got to find that sort of delicate balance and and i would suggest actually uh if you head over to spotify Ooh. spotify has some amazing playlists that have already been created by other users um and and i would guarantee you i'm not gonna no, you know what? I'm not going to do that. But, I'm, but I, I would be willing to bet a few dollars that if you go to Spotify, you can probably find like cocktail party playlists that already exist, sure. searching around Browse or something around, like that. Know? Yeah, and you may be able to not even do a whole lot of work already. Obviously, you should preview it first. Please, um, yes. But yeah. Ryan, can I, can I impose on you for a second? Please. Now, we haven't talked about this, so I don't know how you're going to feel about this. But what would you think about putting together a small sample playlist for a cocktail party that we could put on the show notes? You know what? I, I think that's a great idea. We'll do a little Spotify uh, uh, adult harder cocktail party playlist. I think it's great. All right. Perfect. It'll brand be a it. good starter list, right? <laughs> right. We'll brand it. Everyone yeah. pay $100 for it, please. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so makes, we'll makes perfect sense. List. Good. Okay. So we're going to help you out. Number six. Ready for this? Am I? I don't know. This is probably one of the least fun aspects of throwing a cocktail party, but also probably the most important. Ready for that? I'm ready. Clean your goddamn house. Ooh. Look, clean your goddamn house. If you don't want to do it, hire a cleaning person. Right, there are services out there who will do it for you. Sometimes they're very expensive. Sometimes they are very cheap. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But um, you should have a clean house. You should have a clean house. It's important. No one wants to go to a cocktail party and see clutter and dirt and dust. It's what a woo. Yeah. You know what? I walk into that party and yeah. I say. This is dumb. I'm yeah. Leaving. And I say this is or not. That. This is not a party where I'm going to have drinks. I say this is not swanky or ass. Yeah, it's more ass than swanky. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say I don't know if I trust these drinks because they may have dirt in them. Especially in the glasses are going to be definitely filthy. Is what oh, I think. Oh goodness, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's important. Obviously, this is probably not uh, you know overly uh, exciting, but it but it has to happen. You know, you don't want to walk into somebody's house or have someone walk into your house um, and think, ooh, this place smells. Or, yeah. Oh God, look at all this garbage on the floor. Absolutely not. No, you don't. Want adult you should really be keeping a cleaner house anyway it's Let's true be honest again, you should clean your house like once a week again we're not in college it doesn't take that long obviously i mean it depends on the size of your home i suppose sure, but, I guess. Uh, but i'm assuming that it will not take you that long to to do and you know what i actually feel better after you yeah know? It's oh, like, oh you feel so much better goodness. Like, it's always a pain but then you can do it and you're like wow it feels great here and yeah. you know what else maybe light some fucking candles okay 
set some mood get some sense going yeah you know it's a yeah. nice little way to so add if, something so if there is for some reason some sort of a, a an annoying funk that just won't go away in your yeah. house you've cleaned it's concerning, it concerning but, but okay <laughs> you know maybe there's a, a dead animal somewhere beneath your floorboards maybe Who you knows? murdered someone last week and you forgot about the body in the wall <laughs> Could be but you know what'll help with that candles definitely candles mm-hmm. all right so number six clean your house maybe lights fucking candles yeah men okay number seven Wear something legit. Hmm, now, as we've discussed on this podcast before. What does that mean? <laughs> we're not exactly fashion experts here. <laughs> I will say this. Don't wear maybe umbros and a tank top. Mm. Are umbros still a thing? Still a thing, right? Uh, Definitely not. I don't right. think so. Yeah. Um, wear something nice. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to wear a suit. Uh, it seems like a little overkill. Yeah, you might look a little weird, actually. Might look, yeah, yeah, maybe don't wear a suit, but wear, you know, wear something. Wear some wear some pants, maybe some jeans, I think nice jeans. Get yourself some nice, nice clean uh, jeans. Slim fitting Ooh, jeans, yeah, right? Good. Maybe some boots. Maybe some boots, maybe a, sure. Maybe a nice button front. Oh, button front. Maybe, Could be a, maybe a blazer. Maybe a nice blazer. I like yeah. a good blazer. Yeah, you know, you it's know. casual, but still gives that edge of yeah. uh, dress, yeah. you know? You know, blazer optional. Sure. Uh, I mean, could be a nice long sleeve waffle shirt if you wear it well am i right it's my favorite i love a good waffle shirt you guys i love a good waffle shirt. i'm wearing one right now ryan ryan what kind of shirt am i wearing right now i guess waffle and it's, it's jet black and it see. looks good okay right. I, don't, I don't have my glasses on so um wear something that yeah again wear something casual but nice right if it's in the if it's in the uh if it's a cooler uh, time of the year perhaps a, a nice sweater Ooh, or a, or a button a front one. with a sweater over it yeah i love the good button yeah, front sweater over it nothing yeah. wrong with that nothing yeah. wrong with that at all right mm-hmm. just don't look like a slob exactly kind of ties into cleaning your place like don't be sloppy yeah right um and then let's see i think is that it i think uh i think that's all you need to i think we've covered all the bases right how to throw uh, a cocktail party miss anything yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, what about the cocktails? <gasps> oh, cocktails. Oh, oh, we should talk about how to make cocktails. All right. Oh. Good. So Whew. we're going to sit down with just a second. That's about to be embarrassing. It was going to be so embarrassing. No, oh, boy. It was going to be bad news for this podcast. Mm. But our friend Percy is going to come in and talk to us about uh, making cocktails. We've already hit on this a little bit before. This is not a kegger. No. We're not drinking beer. No. If you're going to have beer, make it craft beer. Of course. Of course, right? Yeah. As an option. Some people don't like cocktails. That's fine. Yeah. Some people have, are not hard liquor people, and, yeah. and you have to respect that, but you should have an option for them, uh, whether that is um, some sort of craft beer or some sort of decent wine. Yes. Absolutely. Have some other options, definitely. Yeah. Not a keg. Right. Talk about that. Um, we're not doing shots at these parties. No. All right? No. It's not a cocktail if it's a shot. We're not doing a buttery nipple. Maybe, we're not doing a maybe, blowjob maybe, shot. Maybe, what about what about at the very end of the night? Maybe we could do a shot. Nope, we're not doing shots. Oh, All right, it's cocktail. Fine. It's swanky ass cocktail party, Ryan. We're not doing <sighs> shots. That's fine. A shot, a mixed shot is not a cocktail. What about a sloppy ass cocktail party? <laughs> That's a whole different episode. <laughs> ah, we'll get to that later. Ah, woo. All right, good. Uh, so we don't do you know kegs. We don't do shots. We don't do um, as Ryan mentioned earlier. We don't do the kind of crummy cheap. Fake ass cocktails. We yeah, do, we nope. do it right. No pre-made right. mojitos. No pre-made uh, margaritas. None of that. No, 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 no. no. Pre- of course, you know, batch mojitos are a different mm. thing. By pre-made, right means from a jar, yes. from a jug. I'm guessing. <laughs> yes, store, or some right? sort of like uh, like the mojito in a bottle drink. Right uh, now, no, if you no. make a mojito and put it in a jug beforehand that's from scratch, that's called a batch cocktail. It situation. is technically pre-made. 
Ryan is saying, do not go to the store and buy the mojito in a bottle. Right. And, and quite frankly, I think in, in this particular situation, I assume anyway, that the majority of your cocktails are probably going to have to be pre-made um, unless sure. you are, one, going to be the bartender the entire night. And maybe and, you want to be. And maybe you want to be. Maybe, but if you have a lot of friends, it might be challenging. Batch cocktails, way to go. Yeah, it is. And yeah, I think Percy, it. we'll ask Percy about that. All right, See good. what he says, says good. about that. Um, all right. So I think it's time to get to the meat of this episode, right? We've talked about how to set up. Now let's talk about how to make some cocktails. And we're going to ask Percy his uh, tips for the three cocktails that everyone should know how to make if they're going to throw an adult swanky-ass cocktail party. All right. Joining us today from New York is Percy Rodriguez. Uh, Percy is the beverage director at The Vine in Manhattan. Percy, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Hello. How are you? Uh, Doing well. How are you? It's Friday. It sure is. Uh, on the day that we're recording this, it's Friday. So we're <laughs> Thanks for throwing that in. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very much uh, uh, looking forward to finishing today since it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, um, what does a beverage director do? Uh, so I, uh, for all intents and purposes, I compliment Chef Laurent and his food and culinary program. So... Uh, for the lack of a, of a better term, I mean, there is there are positions that are called chef sommeliers out there, um, but I oversee all beverage purchasing uh, for our restaurants and our event spaces, and then I will also take care of all creative aspects. So, whether it's cocktail creation or menu creation for uh, wine or craft beers, deciding on the concepts and then executing them um, is uh, for the most part what I do. That sounds like a pretty big job. Uh, that's very generous. Uh, it is it is a job. Uh, I, it's one that I enjoy, and uh, it there are certainly day to day challenges that you come across in hospitality because because on top of the creative aspect that I do, there's it's also also operational so i have all my bar staff all my bar teams um and storage for said product that always needs maintaining schedules need to be posted uh training uh staff is very important making sure that uh when customers come in they are getting the experience that chef and i want them to uh have um so it's uh it's a it is a big job but you know there are certainly bigger ones out there Right. You sound like a real adult, which is great. Yeah. I, 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 it's trending that way, yeah. <laughs> uh, how long have you been working in like cocktails and wine and mixology? So I started working for um, Mario Batali and Joe Bastianich back in 2007. So I guess we're getting close to 10 years now. Um, when I was in high school before college i think you actually did some of this as well i worked with a winery back home in um uh augusta missouri at mount pleasant winery um which was a a fun little uh summer or two i think i did for a second summer as well um helping out with all facets of the winery um which is a lot of fun educational but in new york since 2007 
All right. So one of the reasons that I'm um, really excited to have you on the show in particular is because um, we've known each other a long time. I've tried a lot of your cocktails over the years. And one of my favorite things about the drinks that you create is that you, um, or at least specifically at the Vine, I guess, is that you have, you kind of, you give your own unique twists on classic cocktails. So if you look at the, the cocktail menu at the Vine, you might see, you know, things that sound familiar, like a Moscow Mule and a Martini and a White Russian. But then if you look at the ingredients, everything has something unexpected, right? So like the White Russian has egg um, and you use vodka infused with oat and honey and your old fashioned has sassafras right. mixed in, right? So where do you get your inspiration for those changes to classic recipes? Uh, I do a lot of reading um, uh, I, and a lot of book buying on Amazon or uh, bookstores. Um, there's this really great uh, book called the Savoy cocktail book, I think. Don't quote me on that, but it's some, there's some it's, it's the cocktail book that I think came about in the twenties. Um, and it referenced all of the cocktails that came about or that originated from the Savoy hotel, um, or were found there. I'm not sure, um, on its exact origin. Um, but between reading about the classics and, uh, paying attention to what's happening in the current, um, you know, hospitality world. And then also seeing what's seasonally available. You know, it's really important that, um, we maintain a freshness in uh, our cocktail service. And it's not something that you can do by just buying canned pineapple juice, uh, um, you know, grenadine, you know, we make our own grenadine uh, every uh, few weeks or so. We make all of our syrups every week, very fresh. Um, And, you know, it's, it's important because your quality starts from the beginning, from where you source your ingredients all the way through the technique that you use to uh, the method which which with uh, which the bartenders are making the cocktails. So um, it's a multifaceted, uh, you know, event <laughs> if you want to elevate it to that. Um, but you know, there are many different ways that I'll get uh, ideas for cocktails that'll come from talking to bartenders on what the customer's feedback is. It's, it comes from me just thinking, oh, you know what, uh, let's, we should challenge ourselves and make a cocktail with carrots in some way. Um, so it really just means staying invested and staying, uh, staying, staying aware uh, of current uh, fads and, you know, also try and try to create our own. It sounds really fun. Do you, I mean, do you have fun when you're doing this? Is it something that, you know, is it a create? I mean, it's a creative outlet. It sounds like, but I you know how much of it feels like work. How much of it feels like enjoyment? I mean, when we have time to really dedicate to uh, doing research and development for cocktails, it's it is a lot of fun because it'll be me and my team of uh, my beverage team, which uh, are comprised of Alex and Jade from a creative standpoint. There are certainly other members of my team that are very important. Um, but for the creative aspects, you know, they're my two psalms in Lamico, um, but they're uh, they both have really great palates, and and they both have, uh, I guess, an innocence to them in terms of what they um, what they have been um, exposed to from a cocktail liquor flavor standpoint. So it's uh, their initial opinion is really very valuable because it's almost similar to what I'll get from 
the the reaction that I'll get from the customer. Um, so when I have time to dedicate to cocktail creation, yeah, it's awesome. But oftentimes I have to do it on the, about the you know, last minute or um, I'm getting bombarded with uh, a bar back didn't show up or we fired a manager and I've got to jump into service. So it's, it's, you're always, there's always something, somebody somewhere is always doing something wrong, you know, <laughs> uh, when we have a group this size. So it is a nice distraction that I really enjoy. Um, and one that I hope to do more of, uh, as our group goes and I can kind of really just focus on the creative. All right. All right. Well, I know you've got a busy day today, so um, let's get down to it. This episode, Ryan and I are talking about how to host uh, a really great cocktail party in, a, in an adult mm-hmm. way. So um, our question for you is, what are three cocktails that you think that every grown-up should know how to make? Just something they can pull out of their back pocket to host a, you know, an impressive cocktail party. It's a big back pocket. Sure is. <laughs> um. All right, the three cocktails. Let's do, I would do, um, I think for any party, you always need to have bubbles to some degree. Um, And whether it's like a spritz or like a classic gin and tonic, um, something that's going to be light and quaffable and easy to make. Um, So that being said, I think, especially something that's super trendy, or at least, you know, four or five years ago, and now it's kind of at its, apex and popularity i think at least in new york is the aperol spritz um very refreshing uh classic italian aperitivo um nice like bittersweet quality uh and from uh like a from a flavor profile um excuse me uh i would say they're very easy to make um get a few wine glasses fill with ice do, uh, I always I recommend measuring uh, these items, but if it's a more casual <laughs> party and you don't want to be jiggering uh, liquor all night, um, you could just fill, you know, the first you know inch to an inch and a half of the wine glass uh, with Aperol. Uh, fill you know three fourths of the glass with a, a prosecco which would be traditional or if you know any like light and dry sparkling uh, that you have available would be fine a nice little squeeze of an orange um, slice and leave it in the glass and then top off with some club soda it's light easy drinking uh, and very um, celebratory nice so what is um, what is Aperol so Aperol kind of falls into this new category that has been popping up for the past 15 years or so domestically um it's for the most part it falls into this amaro category it's not as aggressive as most amaros are um that's why uh, it usually is meant as or used more as an aperitif or an aperitivo um but aperols camparis are those bitters um that you see uh traditionally they're meant to like wet the palate or to um, get you ready for your meal uh, is how they're, they're viewed in Italy. Um, but generally and broadly speaking, they belong to this category called Amaros, which is what bitter means or is translate uh, Amaro translates to in English. 
Um, they are they have a broad uh, usage, and the the best equivalent that I have uh, here in the states is it is loosely what Coca Cola was back before it became mm-hmm. um, carbonated uh, in you know turn of the century. Um, Coca Cola was a herbal um, remedy for stomach ailments, uh, I believe, um, and it you know it coca it meant cocaine and caffeine so it uh before you know all everything became uh illegal uh <laughs> it was something that was meant to kind of be a like a medicinal have medicinal value um and amaro is it, it is a version uh or i'm sure it predates that um but that's kind of they both have their same uh origin for the most part. Those laws outlawing cocaine are the worst. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or the best, depending on uh, where you fall. I did not know that about Amaro. That's interesting. I learned something new today. Um, all right. So the number one, you know. Ap- the more you know. Number one is Aperol Spritz. we got some bubbles, a little bitterness. Great. Uh, what's number two? Uh, let's see. Number two. Um, why don't we do like? Why don't we do like a like a rum punch, Ooh. something that is super fruity but maybe has a little more heat to it. Um, my uh, we have a rum punch right now on the menu in the vine that I'm uh, really very proud of, and and it's one that has kind of gotten us uh, a, a good amount of press because I've made it into a a. Um, large format cocktail meant for three to four people to share um it's a riff on a punch that my wife and i had on our honeymoon in barbados um when we were uh, when we arrived at the hotel uh, where we were staying um we were greeted by our hosts with uh this really incredible cocktail uh, that they wouldn't tell me what the ingredients were and i had that like beat it out of them by incessantly and annoyingly <laughs> bothering them to tell me what their secret was. Well, if anyone can incessantly um, annoy and bother someone, I think it's you. It is me, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, at the end of the day, they kind of, you know, yes, uh, a, a good amount of why this tastes so great was they were using fresh citrus that, you know, was harvested mm-hmm. minutes away from where they were, you know, living. Um but they told me near the end uh, that it was actually a, a, a diligent use of nutmeg that they would freshly grate. Um, and it really kind of beefed up this uh, nutty, sweet, spice, aromatic um, that uh, was really fun and playful and, and singular. Um, so this cocktail is a little bit more, uh, I don't know, not complicated, but there's a few more ingredients than like the spritz. Um, but you would want to use a, an aged rum. Um, and the good thing about using rums and cocktails, especially aged rums, is that for the most part, they aren't very expensive. Um, oh, we like get, that. Uh, really, yes, inexpensive is wonderful. Um, and you're not sacrificing uh, flavor or quality. Um, the uh, Plantation 5-Year, I know, is really affordable. Um even Don Q Añejo from Puerto Rico 
uh, is is a, a solid run and one that's not going to break the bank. Um, so for this one, I would suggest measuring uh, measuring everything out. Um, but in a shaker, you do two ounces of rum, two ounces of pineapple juice, uh, one ounce of grapefruit juice, a little splash of lime juice, and simple syrup. Um, you'd give that a hard shake. Uh, you'd open up your shaker and freshly grate in some nutmeg. And then you'd pour that into your columned glass. Um, if you're wanting to get a little bit fancy and kind of dress it up a little bit, you'd get some Peychaud's bitters, which is this, uh, you know, Creole Louisiana uh, bitters that has a, this really great uh, color to it. It's this deep ruby red. Um, and you would just do four or five dashes over top uh, of the cocktail. And it really just kind of elevates it and makes it a, a very uh, visually appealing drink. Nice. Um, you mentioned simple syrup. Can you talk about that for a second? Because I know if you go to the store, you could buy a bottle of simple syrup for like $4 or something. Um, is that the best way to do that? Yeah, don't do that. Oh, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> stay, stay away from simple syrup because it's, <laughs> uh, it's figuratively the simplest thing that you can do. <laughs> um, I would, uh, it really is just a 50-50 recipe. So what I mean by that is if you have, if the whole part is, you know, one cup of simple syrup, you would take half a cup of warm water and half a cup of sugar. It can be white sugar. It can be organic uh, cane sugar. It could be brown sugar. <laughs> Just keep in mind the different sugars that you're going to use is going to affect the ultimate end product. Um, so for something like uh, this with something that has rum as the base, I would use an organic cane sugar or even just like a you know an un uh, un what's it's not clarified what's the word i'm looking for uh where it's not refined unrefined uh sugar cane um it won't be super white uh and pure it's going to have a little bit more of that tan color to it um but if you're thinking of where uh rum comes from you know it's nice to beef up that cane uh, sugar uh, flavor uh, in drinks like this. Um, if you want something that's very clean, then use the you know the refined white sugar. And if you want something that's going to be darker, maltier, more caramel or chocolatey, then use that um, dark brown sugar. Nice. So simple syrup you're telling me is just basically sugar water. That's exactly what it is. And you can make simple syrups from anything. You could do uh, honey water where you, uh, instead of 50-50, it's more like 75-25. You could do the same with maple syrup. You could do the same with agave. Mm-hmm. Any sweetening agent um, that you need to, you know, uh, 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 water down uh, just slightly. Um, uh, it's a it's a very easy thing to do, and uh, you save money instead of buying something like that from the store. Also, if you buy something from the store, it, there's always going to be some preservative or uh, like agent that extends its shelf life. Um, uh, and not that those things are bad, but they will affect the flavor of your drink and, and the quality of the drink. So if you can make it at home, go ahead and make it at home. All right. 
All right, so we got the Aperol Spritz, we got the Rum Punch, um, and we'll put the recipes for these things up on the show notes. So what is the third? What's the what's number three? So if you have a bubble drink, you have a shaken drink, the third drink that you should be able to knock out should be a stirred drink. Um, now, stirred drinks can always be, you know, stirred martinis, which in my opinion is the way that you should be making martinis. Um they can be uh, old fashions. Uh, they could be uh, Manhattans. Um, I'm a big fan of Manhattans personally. I know you are too, Clayton. That's um, correct. Uh, a solid, well-measured Manhattan uh, poured over ice, I think, is awesome. Um, I personally like Manhattans uh, using rye. Rye, for the most part, again, similar to... Uh, rum might not be as cheap as the aged rum but certainly isn't going to be as expensive as some of the nicer bourbons and they have they're going to have a lot more flavor in them um i like rittenhouse rye um if you're wanting to go fancy or not fancy but you know a little bit more higher end you could look into something like michter's rye um but you know even canadian club makes a really great uh rye manhattan on rocks interesting um so, again, two ounces of, of your preferred rye. Um, I would, uh, I like Antique Antica for the vermouth, um, an ounce of that. Um, and then from there, I would do three to five dashes of like a, a orange bitters. Um, if, I, I usually like my, man, my Manhattans with a, a citrus element or an orange element. Um, if you prefer it more with cherry, then I would maybe do like a, uh, the aromatic bitters, just a slightly darker um, bittering agent. Um, yeah, I've noticed there are a lot of bitters really out there these days. There's a lot of options for bitters. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge trend right now having that um, having that uh, that item in the market right now. It's, it's everybody wants to have their own. Everybody wants to make you know celery bitters there's uh you know burdock and dandelion bitters there's chocolate hmm. mole bitters. there's uh, the uh, you know the options are, are without they're endless you know so um there's a lot of different options that you can do and you know if you have the means you know buy three or four different kinds and play around with it until you find the manhattan that you like or the flavor that you like um they're a really great way to change club soda if you just want like a non-alcoholic um spritz to be you know midday you know you can add a little bit of citrus to your to your drink you can add a little color if you're using angostura um you know if you have a lot of options to it that aren't just limited to making cocktails nice yeah so anyway for the manhattan two ounces of your rye one ounce of your sweet vermouth personally i like antica of um Carmel antica um, which is an Italian vermouth, pretty well known for the most part. Um, and then I would do four to five ounces of uh, Reagan's orange bitters. Stir that uh, for you would add your ice, and then you would stir that for you know twenty seconds or so um, until the outside of the glass is frosted. And then, and this is really important, uh, in your rock glass, you put in fresh ice. Um, the ice that's already been stirred, uh, it's going to have less of a shelf life, uh, with, for lack of a better word, inside the glass. Um, 
So anytime you do a stirred drink, and even shaken drinks for the most part, but since this is a, you know, a cocktail party at your house, you probably don't have an unlimited supply of ice. So for the shaken, just pour that into the drink. Uh, but for a stirred, I would recommend getting either, you know, those silicone molds for the bigger ice cube or just replace it with fresh ice in the glass. Yeah. And then pour the cocktail over that. Cool. It looks nicer. It'll stay colder longer. Um, and it just makes a better drink. All right. So you think with those three things, the Aperol Spritz, the Rum Punch, and a Manhattan, anyone can throw a swanky-ass cocktail party. Yeah. And then, you know, don't forget your jokes. Jokes but so important. You can, yeah, you, uh, you'll, that'll be the next podcast. Terrible jokes by Clayton Smith. Oh, my God. I could go for hours. Um, well, this is wonderful. Do you have uh, time to play a little game with us or no? Sure. All right. Well, we want to ask you to play a game that we are calling Liquor Lightning Round. And this is how it works. All right. Yeah, it's pretty great. I'm going to set a clock for 30 seconds. And I'm going to say the name of a cocktail. And then I want you to tell me the base liquor in that cocktail. Okay. Oh, okay. So an actual test. So an actual test. We're going to see um, if we should be talking to someone else about all this stuff. Yeah, you should definitely always be talking to somebody else. So, for example, if I say margarita, you would hopefully say, I don't know, maybe tequila, right? Um, Yes, I knew that one. (laughs) That's a freebie. And if if you get 12 right, you're going to win the grand prize, which is Ryan Smith's undying admiration. And uh, I know you've met Ryan, so you know that's kind of a big deal. This is, yeah, it's a very big deal. (laughs) Uh, 12 questions, though. That's a lot. It's a lot. We only have 30 seconds, so we're going to see. Wow, right. oh, okay. Uh, and they start off a little easy, but they do get harder as we go along, all right? Uh-oh. Okay. I'm setting 30 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? Sure. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Old Fashioned. Bourbon. Mojito. Rum. Mai Tai. Uh, rum as well. Mint Julep. Uh, bourbon. A Tom Collins. Historically, it's vodka, but traditionally, uh, you would also see gin. Um, Paloma. Uh, tequila. Americano. Uh, Campari. There's also a liqueur called Americano. Ooh. Sidecar. Uh, brandy. Uh, Jack Rose. Oh, Jack Rose. Uh, I want to say whiskey. Ooh, I'm going to give it to you. The, my research says Applejack. Is it scotch? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also want to be... <laughs> I set my timer wrong, so I <laughs> have no idea how many seconds we've taken so far. Let's just finish <laughs> this list out. <laughs> Blue. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very good at podcasting. Um, Blue Hawaii. Uh, Blue Curacao, isn't it? Um, I think rum. Hmm. Is you there Blue double- Curacao in it? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. We'll give you a half point for that one. Great. Singapore Sling. Uh, gin. Okay. Moonraker. Is a Bond gun, isn't it? <laughs> it is, and apparently, according to the internet, also a cocktail. Ah, oh, great. No freaking clue whatsoever <laughs> what Moonraker is. Um, I'm told it's brandy. Um, okay. Penicillin. Uh, penicillin is scotch. Ooh, nice. Uh, Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo. Uh-huh. 
Um, Told you they get harder. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Brandy? Uh, Rye. Not oh. too far off. Uh, and then the last one, we have Paper Plane. Oh, uh, Paper Plane. It's... I know it, but I, I don't have it readily accessible. Vodka? Um, whiskey and Amaro. Oh. That's why I knew that one. <laughs> all right. Well, that was... That's all. Uh, that's all we had, and that took us. That was, that was uneventful. I think that was exactly thirty <laughs> seconds. That was perfect. You got so many. <laughs> you win the game. 30, you, 30, 100, 30, 100 30. <laughs> you win, Ryan Smith's undying admiration. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. As long for... as I just get a high five. A uh, high five is really all I want. All right. Next time we're in town, we'll uh, we'll see if we can make that happen. Um, is there anything that you want to plug while you're here? Um. Yeah, come visit me in New York. Uh, we're uh, always happy to see people from, you know, all over and stop by and I'll happily make anybody a cocktail and have a, you know, make sure they have a, a great meal at any of our restaurants. Nice. And I can vouch for that. You will not be disappointed. So head to the Vine, head to Lamico, say hi to Percy and uh, live life in a great way. And, I don't know. I don't know what to say and there. Tip- and tip your and tip your waiter and our bartender. Very important. <laughs> um, Very important. Well, Percy, thank you so much for joining us. We are probably going to be covering quite a few drink-related topics on this podcast in the future. Can we uh, count on having you back? Of course, always. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right. Get back to your Friday, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Hey, bye. Okay. I think... Can I be honest with you, Ryan? Yeah. I think it was some great advice. I am so excited to try out these cocktails. I am too, actually. I'm going to put them to use this weekend. You know what? Mm. Let's both put them to use this weekend. Sold. Great. Okay. So <laughs> so on the show notes this week, again, we're going to have the recipes to Percy's cocktails. I think we'll throw up Ryan's uh, margarita uh, recipe. Why not? Just so you have it handy there. We're going to make our own Spotify playlist to get you started for your sweet, dulcet tones. Mm. Um, what else? Anything else? I think that's it. I think we got everything. I think so too. That's how to throw a swanky ass cocktail party, you guys. And I want you to go out there and throw a swanky ass cocktail party. And we would love to see some pictures of what you put together. Show us your cocktails. Show us your setup. Show us that sweet waffle shirt that you're wearing that looks really good, like a dress shirt, maybe. Yeah. Whatever. If you post your photos on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, make sure you tag us. Maybe post them to our pages, depending on, of course, the platform you're on. Yeah. We are at Media Empire Pods. On every network, um, give us a little tag. We'd love to see it. And uh, if we see some things we like, we're going to share the shit out of that. Not to mention, yeah, we go back to, to uh, uh, number one on the list. If you don't have any friends, yeah, is that number one on the list? I think it's number one, right? Yeah, it's number yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, good. If you don't have any friends, throw in a party, maybe you invite us. <gasps> you know what? We'll show up. Guess what I like. I got nothing to do. Guess what I like. Uh, what is it? Your cat, Benny. Woo, yeah, he's but he's good. number three on my list because guess what else? I like cocktails and then cocktails and then Benny and then more cocktails. It's sold. Yeah. All right, well, <laughs> I guess we'll see you again next week for another lesson on how to adult harder. Go out there and be adult as fuck. Adult Harder is a production of Media Empire Media. Check out our other podcasts at MediaEmpireMedia.com and find us on social media at Media Empire Pods. Media Empire Media.